Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola mamacita, yo soy Valentina Izarra y bienvenida al podcast de Mamas con Ganas. Ojo, no seas mal pensada, nuestra palabra mamas sin acento está en inglés y quiere decir mamacitas. Así es, nuestro compromiso es compartir contenido de desarrollo personal y todas las semanas te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Como decimos en Spanglish, don't be a mama con drama, let's be mamas con ganas. Es decir, no seas una mamacita con drama, seamos mamacitas con ganas. This episode of the Mamas con Ganas podcast is a continuation of the previous Mamas con Ganas podcast episode, which was about the art of not getting offended. So originally, I wasn't thinking of bringing this subject again, but you know what, Mamacita, this is such an important, vital topic that I think is so important to talk about in today's climate, political climate, social media climate, in terms of everything. Yes. So I brought my husband, Mark Limassani, Dr. Mark Limassani, back on the podcast. Hi there. Welcome back, baby. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we've been actually talking about this subject quite a bit. Interestingly enough, I wasn't thinking at all about today's climate when I was first introducing the subject to my mamacitas. When I spoke about it to you um, on the last episode, I, I was really talking about it from a self-improvement standpoint because I think it's such a pivotal part of self-development. Understanding and, and, and really practicing the art of not getting offended, I think, can make your life so much happier and peaceful. And I know my husband and I have talked about it a lot in terms of how we use it in our daily life. We actually did a, uh, a, a, what, a workshop in, back in September. It's a workshop uh, with the children of the author of uh, The Four Agreements. And The Four Agreements are basically four agreements to live by if you want to make your life easier and happier, right? And it's, four, it's really like just four pillars of self-improvement, yep. one of which is don't ever take things anybody says or does personally. Right. And so that's what I spoke about on the podcast last time. But then after doing the podcast, I realized like, wow, this is so important, so much more important beyond what I spoke about it, that I decided to bring Mark on. And, you know, we've been discussing at home really how important it is with today's political climate, today's social media climate how not getting offended is so vital for our happiness, right? I, I mean, completely agree. And I, I think that what ends up happening, especially in this day and age, is it becomes so easy to cut other people off. Oh, my goodness. Or and to write people off. To, to write them off, to cut them off. And to cancel them. To, <laughs> to cancel, to just block. It's yes. like we're in this blocking culture. Defriending. And, and, and the, the sad thing is when you live in that manner, and because of the fact that it's so easy, you don't go through the work required to challenge your ideas. And challenging your idea doesn't necessarily mean 
rethinking what you believe to be true. All it means is examining the way you think and, and trying to see, does that, does that way of thinking hold up against, against other viewpoints that Absolutely. completely differ, you know, because not everyone thinks the way, the same way that you do. Yes. And it's interesting because we read a book earlier this year called The Coddling of the American Mind, which talks about basically the danger in academia right now and in the institutions of the colleges and universities where basically we have become so intolerant as a society to listening to other people's diverse points of view mm -hmm. that we are basically not allowing for controversial points of views to be discussed on campus. And, and I think which that, I think is so dangerous. I agree. And and I think that the challenge becomes is the definition of what is offensive oh, yes. is starting to expand. <laughs> yes. Understand? Oh my gosh. People get offended about everything and anything. So so th so that becomes problematic because I do believe that there is content that is in fact offensive and harmful and insightful for to, to mm, that or that incites other people to commit violent crime and so on and so forth. And that I would completely I'd be in an in agreement that should not be allowed or should there there should be some level of censorship when it comes to that form. But of that's content. the problem. The problem is that once you say there needs to be censorship with any form of opinions, no, then then there we already start then we start, you know, let's say having a different types of opinion as to what we should censor or not. And living in a place where I think, you know, what should be valued is really our, our freedom of expression. Because if we start limiting our freedom of expression, and that's exactly precisely what's happening right now. I mean, what's happening is that there are social platforms that are, you know, banning certain points of view. I think what you were meaning is if it incites violence. Yes. Or I think if the, I, I don't think if the ideology I think I think it's more so in the in the words themselves. If if those if there's a call to action that is insightful of violence, that's that is concerning and that should not be tolerated. But if the premise itself seems vile, then there should be there should be an opportunity for open debate, and that open debate will allow for the the all the flaws of that way of thinking to, to, to shine. Yeah. The problem with, again, going back to the book that we read, the coddling of the American mind is that now people are saying that words are violent. So are words violent? Because so, if we start, if we start censoring words and, and basically giving them the equivalence of actual violence, we start censoring people in general. I agree. Uh, well, so, but what ends up happening is in censorship, you don't allow for an idea to fall on its own. So you, 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 you leave a lot to question when you don't allow the idea to be set to the nth degree. So, so in, in a sense that if someone were to say, okay, well, this race is inferior or not even actually, it, you're not even giving them the, the opportunity to actually speak their mind and say, well, this is what I think, then you're not even giving everyone else the opportunity to say, this is why I think that the, what your way of thinking is wrong. Or this is why I think that, you know, the, the, your reasoning leads to you cutting out a whole portion of the population that needs to have a voice. You understand? But if you don't even allow for that person to say what it is that they're thinking, then you don't really give anyone else the opportunity to say something against it. And, and, uh, and So we're not disagreeing then? No, we're in complete agreement. Okay. So like basically people should be having a platform to say things. And I think what I think 
Yeah. One of the things that we've discussed on a constant basis is like the, what's lacking right now in our society is the ability to not get so offended by the opinions of others Mm -hmm. and how, when we do get offended, you know, even with things that are completely 180 degrees opposed to what we actually believe to be true. Cause we could have very strong opinions yes. without having to take offense to everything and how other way, how others live their life and what they think. I, and I think that what we're trying to get at is there's value in the actual mental and emotional exercise of becoming or of not getting offended. Oh my gosh. Because, so, yeah. so, so in a sense that if you are a person that knows you know that X, Y, or Z are your trigger points. X, Y, or Z are your hot buttons. Then the objective would not be, let me go about life continuously avoiding those subjects. And anyone that ever brings that up, I want to run as far away as I can from those subjects because those are my trigger points. Well, I think you know the self-development element of the equation would be, okay, well, th- if this is what, this is such a big pain point, let me take the opportunity to unpack that. Let me take the opportunity to have conversations about that. Yeah, because- and listen to people with different points of view. Yeah. And not necessarily because they'll change your way of thinking. No. But, but because I think it expands our patience. It expands our ability, our, mat- our maturity too. Of course. I think the mature person can sit with somebody of the opposing political side, for example, and not get so offended by what the other person has to say. And also, I think that opens up dialogue. The moment that we close ourselves to listening to a point of view that's very different from ours, the moment we do that, we're just basically closing closing debate and shutting off to any sort of coming together and working through the subject yep. and actually making things happen for the betterment of society. Cause it's basically two people screaming at each other yes. or basically saying, I'm not even willing to listen to you. I'm just going to shut off. And, and I'll add to that. I, 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 I believe that what ends up happening is this becomes a debate of talking points as opposed to being a debate of two human beings expressing to one another why they believe what they believe. Oh my gosh, Because if, if, if Valentina Azar were to sit here and tell me your story, and in telling me your story, you give me insight as to why you believe what you believe, because you've had this and this and this experience, you've been exposed to X and Y and Z, then that gives me the opportunity to then be vulnerable as Mark Lamassani and explain to you why X, Y, and Z has not happened to me, but I've had this exposure and that's why I believe what I believe. And then we could actually have a debate as to, okay, well, have you ever thought of it from this perspective? So, so if you don't even allow for yourself to step into that space, then you'll never be able to see what your potential blind spots are because you're in it. Absolutely. And I think also <laughs> it's interesting because the two extremes on, on whatever subject that you want to talk about, the two extremes of whatever subject that y- you feel really strongly about are, are trying to pull everybody into their corner. Mm-hmm. And I think what's dangerous right now is that what we're seeing is a lack of people and voices that are saying, wait a minute, let me listen to both sides. Okay. You have that, you know, over here, you have something that, yeah, that's kind of true. And then you listen to the other side and you're like, yeah, part of what you're saying also kind of makes sense. And understanding that I, <laughs> that the truth might lie somewhere in the middle, Yep. you know, and, and, but we're not willing to have these conversations because people want, and then 
people want to pull you into one side or the other. And I think there's very little people or few people willing to stand up right now and say, wait, 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 wait. I, I have actually the ability to think through what I just heard on both sides. And my opinion might not be completely extreme to one side or the other. I, I, I completely agree. Um, I think that what's happened is we've become accustomed to, to step into a space of human doing instead of human being. It's like, ain't nobody got time for that. I don't have time to rethink my thoughts. I don't have time to sit with what, you know, what's going on. I've just got to kind of keep going on this treadmill of life and the kids have soccer practice and I've got to get to work and we got to put away for the, you know, future and so on and so forth. And we're not, we're not taking, we're not becoming active participants in this element of life. Whereas, you know, there may have been other times, other other environments where healthy debate was something that was really encouraged and it was up to every citizen to kind of take take that ownership and and take pride in that and say to themselves okay i know that there's different talking points but what do i believe and why is it that i believe that and how can i have a healthy interaction with someone and articulate why i believe what i believe like that's i mean people are like so against that the main place where it used to take place was university campuses and I think that's why the book of, that we that we read, again, The Coddling of the American Mind, was so eye-opening because when you realize that even the intolerance is happening on campuses, it, it's, a, it's a big red flag. Big red flag because those are the places where, where normally during that space and time of your life, mm-hmm. it's where you're open to debating and to examining, not only examining, but studying different points of view. Yes. And then now all of a sudden oh, well, some points of view are no longer tolerated. That's, in my opinion, super dangerous. Yes. The other, I, I, go ahead. Oh, so sorry. I, I, you know, I don't mean to interrupt you, but it, it's kind of like that, that formative, those formative years of your life are like you're building your emotional and mental muscles. Absolutely. And, and, and your muscle to listen without getting so worked up about it. Yes. And, and, it, <laughs> and, and what's so interesting is it's as if you were coming to the, the – you're going to the gym – Okay. And yeah, you know, you, you've got, you've got a little bit of, you know, uh, extra, extra weight that you're carrying on yourself. And your goal in going to the gym and going to that environment is, you know, this is something that I want to improve on. And then the trainer says, okay, well, you know, in order to be able to do that, you'd have to do this and that exercise. And no, that's, you know, that, that goes against what I, what I believe. So I'm just going to stay here. Okay. Well, then you're going to stay exactly the way you are. The, the only way to grow from a, an emotional and mental perspective is to put into, put into challenge your way of thinking. Oh, but, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way that you're going to expand. Yeah. I think it's interesting because my husband and I, and I think that this is not very common in today's age and maybe we're com- I'm completely wrong, but I think that we have an interesting set of friends because I think that we, we have so many different types of friends. Sure. We have friends that are, very like one-sided or the other and have completely opposing points of views. And we enjoy both of their companies. Of course. And it's interesting because the more you hang around with people that are very different, like if we hung around people that were always the same and that thought the exact same way when it comes to every hot topic, I think it wouldn't allow us to expand ourselves or to be as open-minded as we are. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think the more you hang around with people that are of diverse backgrounds and of diverse thought, the more you expand as a person to understand that life sometimes is not so 
Black and white. Black and white. Mm-hmm. That's very well said. And that and at the end of the day, the solution lies again somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And 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 every every context, every environment has an appropriate way of thinking of things. And uh, and it, it's it's very easy for you to cast judgment on the way someone else is thinking without you necessarily being in their circumstance. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is, you know, people that are living in another country might have a way of thinking that's completely opposed to what you think, but in their environment, in their circumstance, that's the way they need to think to survive. And the only way for them to get out of that thought process is to kind of pull themselves out of that environment. You know what I mean? Like that's that is the and and it's very bold of them to be able to do that. So, but I don't I don't think that coming Coming to someone that has a different thought point of view that's circumstantial or environmental and saying you're a bad person for thinking that or you're about you're you're not a good person for for adopting those beliefs it doesn't get anyone anywhere i think I think what helps what helps a, a conversation is saying, "Well, I understand your beliefs are x and y and z, and it's possible that the reason why you believe in what you believe in is because of a and b." But have you given it some thought that maybe see? And then and then that that allows for a person to, okay, so you're acknowledging what I think. That's that's I feel heard. Um and and maybe that'll allow for me to then question what it is that I that I believe, you know? You have to allow for space to to keep your beliefs in suspension. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because the more I become aware of tolerating different points of views and the more open I am to, uh, to listening to people that have different points of view that I'm, I might, I might not have, right. The funner it becomes or something really fun. And I think this is where we have, yeah, we get a kick out where of we, that. where we, yeah, we get a kick out of yeah, it, we but I, we get a kick out of like, and even we get a kick out of, um, what is it called? Um, something dissonance, uh, cognitive, cognitive dissonance. dissonance. When we realize that we might have two opposing belief systems at the same time that are actually opposing, when you're able to live with that in your mind and realize that even the t- maybe perhaps the two belief systems that you have inside you are actually contradicting and being okay with that, when you're able to live with cognitive dissonance, it's, it's, it's a world changer because it's part of the reason why people get so worked up and offended because mm. they don't like to feel two contradicting thoughts at once. And I think when you open your mind up, and I think this has to do very much with self-development, when you allow yourself to say, okay, you know what? It's okay. And perhaps I am being a little contradictory with my thoughts. Sure. And that's okay. And I can live with a contradiction inside my mind because that's the problem. Most people can't live with cognitive dissonance. And so they have to fight until there's only one belief system left. Mm -hmm. And that's why the two extremes exist. Because nobody likes to examine the gray area because the gray area is harder to deal with than the black or the white. And, and, and I want to add to that because you, you bring up such a good point. It's also belief systems on a timeline. So what I mean by that is, it is it's okay that at one moment in time you thought one thing. And because of your life experience and because of the fact that you've spoken to other people and the, because of the fact that you've interacted and lived and so on and so forth, that you now think something different. And it would be very fair to allow for yourself and others to say, 
Well, at this moment in time, I thought that. And I've since changed my opinion. Yeah. I it's think like it's, nowadays that's like, oh my, oh my gosh, God. Like, yes. That's it's impossible. like, yeah, it's like how somebody is and what they said at one moment in time yeah. is like the only way that they'll ever be. But that's basically, you know, like disregarding the fact that we're very different people today than we were 10 years ago or even five years ago. We keep evolving. We keep changing. And I think being tolerant of other people to allow them to change and to know that who they were at a certain moment in time doesn't exactly define them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. I, and, and you say you use the word tolerant. I'm, I'm more inclined to use the word like embrace. Like I, I love the idea of embracing someone else's way of being and saying to myself, but we got to start with tolerance. Yeah, I say oh, tolerance yeah, yeah, yeah. because there's so much, I say tolerance because man, there's so much Intolerance. Intolerance. The other thing I was going to say is that what seems to be praised right now on social media is extreme. Yes. Yes. Like, where the fuck are the moderates? Like, literally. That's why I just said that to you before we started doing this podcast. I go like, where the F are the moderates? Like, where are the people who actually stand up for a voice that's in the middle? And And I think it's because it's so... Because the two extremes are so loud... And they're so extreme yes. that that's why they get all the attention. And and and, and but man, and, how do we make it exciting to be in the middle? So and, and the middle, you know? the middle doesn't necessarily mean that you that you are uh, different. Exactly, yeah, it, it could very well mean that on this topic, on topic A, you think one thing, but on topic B, you think something completely different, and. However, if you were in camp A or camp B, you should be 100% towing the line with every single idea that, that comes with that package. Yeah. It's like you bought into the whole thing. You bought into the whole thing, yeah. And if you, if you, if you don't buy into a part of it, well, then you, you don't count. Ah, but I think, I think a lot of people are feeling left out right now. Yes. I know that I feel left out. I feel like if I, if I say my opinions on, on what I think about the real like controversial subjects – I will feel not like I, f- I will feel like I don't fit into either side. Yeah. And, and that, that, that is a, a very um, lonely way of, of no, it feels, it feels very lonely. I feel very lonely. And that's why, and I think that's why, you know, um, that we're talking about this. Cause we're like, okay, where is our ability as people to be mature enough to swallow and, and, not not just tolerate, like you said. Yeah, embrace. Embrace, embrace and sit it. to a person that we don't agree with and say like, hey, why do you think this way? And how come you, you know, why did you grow up thinking this yeah. way? Why do you have this opinion? And let me get inside your brain for a little bit. Yeah. And, 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 and when you do that, it gives them also what usually happens. This is what I find magical is that when you allow and you allow somebody to explain their point of view, even when it's very different from yours, it opens up the space for them to also listen to you. Usually what happens when you listen to somebody like honestly and you give them the space without being condescending mm. to to be their authentic selves, they usually return the favor of listening back. Ahora unas palabras por parte de nuestro patrocinador. Ser diagnosticado con diabetes lo cambia todo. No solo cómo te alimentas, también cómo vives tu vida. Y siento que Walgreens realmente lo entiende. Desde mi farmacéutica Sofía tan amable y lista para ayudar, hasta los recursos expertos y ayuda con mis medicamentos. Esto no sería fácil sin su apoyo. Ahora mi diabetes no me controla. La controlo yo. 
Si necesitas hablar sobre la diabetes, Walgreens está aquí. Maneja tu diabetes hoy en walgreens.com diagonal diabetes. And it's interesting, like in a sense that embracing another person's way of being allows for you to say to yourself, okay, so, you know, my, my way of living is not as regimented as this person, but I could really see the idea that when, you're, when your way of living is super regimented, the minute you kind of allow for yourself to, to go beyond that, that rigid framework that you've created, there's some level of excitement or something like that. Like, and this is what I'm, this is what I'm referring to. Yeah, like, please. Let, 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 me, let, me, <laughs> the plane. Let, let me explain. So let's say you were to say to yourself, okay, let's investigate um, people that are uh, the um, Amish. So for an Amish person, it would be like, you know, everyone's always wearing black and so on and so forth. And like thinking of, you know, for them, for them, that the ver their version of pornography would be like looking at a woman's ankle. <laughs> and, and you and you say to yourself, you're like, whoa, like imagine what it would be like in a world that for me, I was so hypersensitized to those little nuances of like sexuality, ex sexuality exposure of the human body that like seeing a woman's ankle would be like, oh, my gosh. And like we live in Miami, like <laughs> we're seeing a heck of a lot more than a woman's ankle down here. But but that's that that is that exciting game, you know, that you get to play if you put yourself in a position of saying, not writing people off, thinking to yourself that, wow, I am the way I am because I was born into a certain family, I've had certain life experiences, possibly because of the fact that I was born in a certain family. Like, you know, I think the way I think because of all these things that brought me to this place. But had I been born in like an Amish family then, you know, the likelihood of me seeing something outside the scope of like a woman's ankle by the time I was like 16 years old would be like, it would be, you know, that would be like a really big deal. So that, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm talking about. And I don't know if it would be possible for someone that lived a, such a regimented life, you know, to, to exchange with someone that is completely on the other side of the spectrum and for them to have like some level of commonality. That's that seems like really interesting to me. Yeah, like a punk speaking to like uh, you know an Amish person. I, I think like one of the things that that you and I share in common is like our curiosity. Yeah, in general for like humans, and I think that's why we don't write other people off like right away. We're not so quick to be like, oh well, I don't even want to listen to other person's point of view because yeah. we're curious about their life's experience and we always know that there's something to be learned from every single person's life experience. Yeah, for sure. Because you you have not walked a mile in those shoes. Absolutely. And never will you really. Mm -hmm. it's, so it, true. It, it's very difficult to really, it's, it's like that is the exercise. Like that, that, it, that, all that, like in that art of not getting offended is that space of like, okay, this is part of the puzzle. Part of the puzzle or part of this growth is stepping into a space of really, really, really trying to put myself into the, into the shoes of someone else. And it's not like, I think that sometimes that idea gets conflated with the concept of like, oh, well, what if Mark was in that circumstance? Well, no, that's not, that's not the point. It, it's not like you dressing up as an Amish person, trying to pretend, oh, what would it feel like to be Amish? No, because you're, you're completely kind of forgetting about all the whole context behind where this person's head's at. So I think that that's where all the, you know, the, the, 
the exercises of like, okay, exercises of empathy, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I think you brought up a really good point with the word growth. And if you are really like, you know, serious about self-development mm -hmm. and it has to do all about growth. And I think there is no growth without expanding your mind and like allowing space for you to question your own thoughts. Yep. Because when you open up your ability to listen to other points of view, you can start questioning your own and then start filtering in those points of view that you, or those belief systems that you want to keep because belief systems are chosen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, oh no, that's just what it is. But no, in reality, it's, it's, it's things that you choose to adopt to believe. Yep. But it's perspective. It's all about perspective, right? And our perspectives of our lives can be very different. There's one thing is what happens in our life, the actual facts. Another thing is the perception or and the story and our interpretation of what happened. And when you allow for the expansion of perspective, you can actually, you can come back to the same conclusion, mm -hmm. perhaps, but at least you've questioned your own belief systems yep. And now you've filtered through as to like, what are the belief systems that might actually create for a life of more happiness yep. and fulfillment? And, and it, if anything, it, it has the possibility of reinforcing the why. So it's like, now that, I've ex now, now that I have an understanding of what other people think, this, this gives me a better understanding of why I think the way I think. And, and it gives me a better understanding of myself. Yes. And, and, and you know... I'll, I'll or it might change you all all, yeah, all together. Yeah, I mean, you might have because to it's interesting. Like sometimes you 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 see other things and you question your beliefs, and all of a sudden, a belief system that you've had for a long time is completely blown up. Yep. And you're like, whoa! This world, this whole new world that I've been exposed to, and this thought system, you know, the thought system that I had doesn't hold up now to the expansion now of what I see the world to be. Yep. And so you might actually decide to adopt a different belief system. And I think that's why it's so dangerous or why people think it's so dangerous mm -hmm. to be exposed to different points of view because they think that their, their system might Is not it, hold. It, yeah, it, exactly. And if it might not hold, then it may not hold and maybe it shouldn't hold. Um, yeah. That's that. I mean, you know, the, the only way to it, it, having, having debate with people that agree with you is kind of like going to the gym and always using the weights that you feel the most comfortable with and never <laughs> bringing yourself to a, a point of exhaustion. So you, you like, you want a recipe to not change from a physical perspective, go to the gym, do all the same exercises and never really push yourself. So if let's say nine repetitions would be where you're like, ah, oh, struggling, then do six. Do that consistently and you will not see results. Or, well, it's, a, or, it's, a, it's the path of least resistance. And yes. the path of least resistance will not lead you to growth. Exactly. Because when you're in your comfort zone, you're not, you're not expanding yourself in any way. You're not challenging yourself in any way. You're not, there's no growth there. <laughs> and, 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 and some would say, and don't get me wrong. Like you could say to yourself, okay, but I, you know, I like the way I am. And I don't really want to change the way I am. So I'm very comfortable going with six reps and that and the same weight because I just want to keep things the same. And that's okay. I mean, it's okay for some people to not want to step into that space. What doesn't work is when you're proclaiming that you want to grow. 
or that you want to change or that you're unhappy about something, but you're unwilling to like look outside the box. Yes. And step into a space of discomfort for the opportunity of growth. There's no growth without discomfort. I mean, I see it. It's it's interesting because you 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 mentioned the physical part of it, it and I say that with dance, it's like that. I mean, I've I've gone through choreographies where when I'm taught the choreography for the first time, I say to myself, "There is no way yep. I will ever be able to do this choreography 100%. ever." And then I push through, I push through, and I get to some practices where I was like, "Why am I even doing this? Why am I even trying it if I'm not?" And then it's interesting, but right after that moment where you're about to quit, when you don't quit, is when you hit a breakthrough, and you get to the other side of the yep. wall, and you're like oh my goodness, I'm doing something that I thought I would never be able yep. to do because I was willing to go through the discomfort. And, and, and I think that talking to people who have different types of opinions, and particularly when it comes to like trigger topics or very controversial subjects is, is sort of like that. If you're able to get through the conversation unscathed, and what I mean is by not getting offended by what other people think. Mm. To just sit and listen and sit with the discomfort of questioning, but without taking it to heart or without taking it personally. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I would, and I would even go so far as to say, you know, how would it be possible to sit with someone that you completely and wholeheartedly disagree with most of everything that they're saying and still embrace them as another human being? Yes. Like embrace them for all their possibilities of all the different ways of being and embrace the fact that you're sitting next to something that's so unique on this earth because, you know, the human species, all of us, we're all, there's only one Valentina, there's only one Mark, you know, this is, so it's very unique to be sitting next to someone and articulating these ideas, embracing and honoring that interaction, you know, even though it it feels so uncomfortable. Yeah. That's like interesting. Yeah. Like sitting, you, you had mentioned it before the episode, like sitting next to a criminal yeah. or somebody that had done something horrendous, like, or at least listening to what they have to say. Yeah. Without taking offense and just letting it be. Or, or without writing them off, without writing off anything that they have to say because of what they've done or what they've thought or what they think. That's the hard part. And it is hard. It's I'm super not, hard. hard. I oh, mean, my God. You and, I mean, you and I disagree on some things, and we still have to, like, respect each other's point of view. Yeah, and we love each other. We're married. That's, like, completely <laughs> different. <laughs> no, but, but some, you know, but it's true. Yeah. But some people feel like they can't, if they don't agree on everything with regards to somebody, I don't think that there's one person on earth that I completely, 100% agree with on every single subject, That's on true. every single line. I mean, it's very... I mean, if we're going to become that type of person, person who doesn't, can't sit with somebody who has any type of disagreement, you might as well write off all of humanity. <laughs> right? Seriously. Well, or, or never get into very in-depth conversation with anyone. And that would suck. I don't know. Then, you're, me, just, then you're just talking about the weather. It's very like superficial conversation. It doesn't, if it doesn't go, it, that means it won't go skin deep. It only goes skin it deep. It only goes skin deep. Yes. There you go. Well, so our question to you is, can you sit next to somebody who has a completely different point of view without getting worked up? And yeah. I think, I think this is a skill. No, I feel like we want to, I, I would and the love more to- we do it, the more, of course, it's like, it becomes easier it's like to a do. Muscle. It's like a muscle. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that's why I called it emotional, mental, and emotional growth. That's, that's what that's about. Because I mean, in a sense that it's, it's, 
to, again, the analogy of the physical. Today, you could pick up this size of a box. Tomorrow, you could pick up this size of a box. Next time, you could pick up this size of a box. It's like in conversation right now, you can only tolerate this. And then the next conversation, you could tolerate this. And the next conversation, you and And by tolerance, it doesn't mean you're going to sit there and be disrespective. Disrespected, sorry. And it doesn't mean that you're going to sit there and not articulate your voice or agree with something that you completely disagree with, but you're going to develop the skill set to articulate, first of all, your understanding of what the other person said and not your interpretation of what they said. And second of all, why it is that you believe, what is it that, what it is that you believe and why you believe it and why that might be in complete opposition to what the other person is saying. And, and the thing is, honestly, cool we it. need more people who can sit with the discomfort when we have, when we're talking about really controversial subjects. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, th this, th the nature of this discussion really stemmed from, uh, I was listening to, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast and shout out to Joe Rogan. And, <laughs> and uh, he was interviewing uh, Matt Walsh and uh, Matt Walsh uh, basically came up with a documentary called what is a woman? And there's a lot of controversy uh, with regards to that conversation. Talk about controversy. Yeah. I say that. But, oh my God. But what was so wonderful in that interview is these two people went from completely being in sync with what they believe yes. to being completely diametric, diametrically opposed. In one conversation. And by the way, but you know, in the beginning, I mean, they spent like two hours agreeing. Yes. Oh, an hour, yeah. an hour and a half. It's a three hour interview. Because I just listened to it. It was like more than two hours agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. And then it was the la in the last hour when it switched over to them disagreeing, but it's done in such a great yeah. way because I said to myself, man, if we could get, if everyone if could, could person yeah. could have this type of conversation, we would have the best leaders. Oh my goodness. It would, would be amazing because not, neither of them disrespected each other at all. They both allowed for the other person's opinion to be known, meaning they made space for one another without like cutting each other off, yeah. which I think is another skill, by the way, because I think now it's like everybody just wants to cut the other person yeah, just off. Give me the snippet. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, not even allow for them to, to take the thought to the end. Yes. And I, and I was like, wow, this is such a great example. Cause my husband made me listen to the podcast episode I didn't make and then no, 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 no you, encouraged you. you encouraged me. And then afterwards I was literally texting him because I've been listening to it. It takes me a while to listen to a three-hour yeah, episode. Really know. But you, you get really real into it. it. And then at the end, I was like, wow, this is genius. The ability for people to have these really controversial discussions, but do it in such a, a mature way. Graceful. It, it, it was exemplary. And, exemplary. And, 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 the, and the reason why it was so oh. exemplary is, okay, we are used to seeing. What are we used to seeing now? Every presidential debate, when you see two politicians, it's mudslinging. It's, it's you know, they, they completely discredit the other person. They don't give them any, any like, it's consistently not what we want to see. It's consistently and, and, But that's what but it's sells. But it's the attention yeah. to what sells. And unfortunately, and that's why I think as, par as parents, for, for me, this subject is so important to teach our children. Like, to teach our children the ability to to be tolerant of different points of view yeah. and to be embracing of discussion and debate because it it can be so 
comes so in handy when you become an adult and you navigate the world in yeah. which people have differences of opinion, but you still have to work together Absolutely. to make society and to make your country and your city and your, you know, and your community, community. better. hundred percent. So, so the, the moral of this exercise, <laughs> the moral of the story is, you know, when you, this was like a gem that that conversation was a little gem and it's like, it was great to even have the opportunity to like to, to, to have the space of mind to listen through the, the, the three hour talk and really, really embrace the uniqueness of this. It's like, and it's interesting because I agree, you know, I agreed with them on some things, but then there were some things that yeah, I agreed with some, neither. Of them. Exactly. I was like, Nope. Yep. Nope. Sorry. Like I, I'm not going to agree with this, but it's interesting to see where other people are coming from and to see the nuances also of their opinion. Yep. And, and that you can be in complete agreement with one way of thinking. And then that same person could have another way of thinking that you're in complete opposition with. And that's just fine. It's just fine. So, so I think we have to spread the tolerance. Sp- and, spread the love. Embrace. And spread embrace the, art, the difference. And spread the art of not getting offended. Like, And I think what we need to promote more like influencers and more voices that yes. are that are doing this yeah that are that are stepping into their space of being in the middle and this yeah stepping into the space or or even just stepping into the space in order to have intelligent decent conversations yes. with one another yep. conversations where we're not screaming at one another conversations where we're listening to each other and we're working together yeah to make the world a better place because i think at the end of the day you know, the two sides, no matter where you're at, everybody thinks that, that what they are wanting for is the is best for the world. Correct. I completely agree. And I think that, I think that, uh, if that, if that idea is what's acknowledged between two people that disagree, it's like, okay, are we in agreement that what we both want is for the world to be a better place? Yes. Okay. So that we're both in agreement on. Now your perspective, my perspective might be different as to what that looks like, but at least we know this is where I, our intentions are. Uh, Before we finish this, you know what this makes me actually think about? It's interesting because the United States was basically a place where people would come from other places where extremism was in place and where their po- points of view was not tolerated. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you know, from England, from all different parts of the world, when certain religious intolerances were in place in Europe, the United States was the place that tolerated these differences of belief systems. Well, I mean, your country is exactly an example. I mean, you don't even have to look that far. You could look very recently. I mean, a belief system that's, you know, a totalitarian regime setting into your country. He's talking about Venezuela. Talking about Venezuela more specifically. And, And you say to yourself, okay, well, this is not a match. So you come to the United States, have the opportunity Yes. To think freely. Yeah, to think freely and to like, yes, and to be free. Exactly. To be free of your free of your free thoughts. Of thought and, and and then it's it's interesting because what's happening right now, and that's what scares me, is that now what we have happening is instead of having more tolerance and space for differences, what we're creating are the two extremes. Yes. And that's like why, yeah, that's why we're right. That's why we're talking about this subject. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> to spread the art of not getting offended. So, and it's, and it's such a gift when you're able to have that. Absolutely. It's such a gift. Like, I feel so proud of myself when, when I sit when, across somebody and I'm like, I really disagree with what you're saying, 
but I'm not going to take it. Personally. Yeah. Oh, and, 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 and what's interesting, <laughs> it's such a superpower. Yes. But, but, but it's, it's a process. It's a process. It's not like, Oh, all of a sudden, you know, you become enlightened and no, there no, no, you no, are. No. Sometimes it's interesting because we do have our hot buttons where it's like, Ow, yeah. Oh, this is really, oh. yeah, this is really yeah. triggering me, right? This now. is really triggering me right now. But, but what's, what's, what's very honorable is to literally tell someone, you know, I'm having a really hard time swallowing what you're saying, or I'm I'm having a really hard time embracing what you're saying because for me, based on my experience, this means X, Y, and Z. And and interestingly enough, that has a that that vulnerability allows for two people to actually come together. Yeah. And it's it doesn't become like this discussion just about talking points. It becomes about like a true perspective from another human being. So we're crazy because we did, I want to tell them what we did with the last political um, election, presidential election. We, we invited people on both sides of the party, people that we knew were smart and intelligent that we both respected to come to the table and have a meaningful discussion on politics. And it's super cool because who does that? You know, no, there's like the one party that gets together with all their party friends and another person who gets together with all their party friends. I love to put two people together that know a lot about the subject that are on two posing opposing ends and listening to them talk and understand. It's interesting what happens too, because in that dinner, there were moments where you could see like the lights being turned on by one side from having listened to the opposite side and then the opposite, like, and then the exchange happening on the reverse. And it's like, yes, that's what we need more of in this life. I love it. I love it. Anyways, (laughs) practice the art of not getting offended. And we want to know, Hey, do you completely disagree? Did you get totally offended by this, by this podcast episode? Talking about being offended. (laughs) Go to mamasconganaspodcast.com forward slash 160 and let us know what you thought about the subject and share, share with all those people getting offended. So they might be more inclined to practicing the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Of not. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. This is an, we have to put an E on this episode. Exactly. Watch out. (laughs) E for explicit. Okay. Bueno, love you, mamacitas. See you next time. Thanks, babe, for being with me today. It was a good time. Es Valentini Sarra. Gracias por escuchar este episodio de nuestro podcast. Si te gustó nuestro contenido y si de alguna manera te ha inspirado, te agradeceríamos infinitamente una demostración de tu amorcito escribiendo una evaluación en iTunes o por el medio que me escuchaste. Cada comentario positivo nos ayuda a alcanzar más mamacitas para que ellas también puedan vivir su vida con muchas ganas. Gracias a oyentes como tú, podemos continuar a hacer contenido para muchas latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienes preguntas, comentarios y más, puedes visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com o seguirnos en las redes sociales arroba mamasconganas. Hasta la próxima, es Valentina recordándoles, don't be a mama con drama. Mm-mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos. 